Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, Hockey World. It's Friday, July 15th, 2016. It's Michael Lagello. <laughs> I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I'm Eklund, and you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday at this time, and is brought to you by Patreon listeners and people who support the show just like you, who give a little bit here, 5 cents, 25 cents a show, to help keep us going. Um, and later, after this show, we're going to be doing a special show that's going to be way better than this one that's going to be only for the Patreon. <laughs> it's going to be just different. But um, for the Patreon supporters, and if so, if you remember, if you have supported Hockey Buzz in the past at Patreon.com/hockey, or you can even do it now and, and get it, and get access to the next show, Patreon.com/hockey. For five bucks a month or more, you get access to to this to this special. We're calling it off the record show, so you'll get a special link that you can go to. And please, please, if you if you contribute, we can buy a calendar for Rack. Right, you can well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a I have a calendar that happens to be on here. You know, my phone is a calendar. Every, I realize that just today I'm looking at it. Hey, you know, it's this Friday the fifteenth, right? <laughs> so from now on, I might never screw this up again. Um. All right. So anyway, Patreon.com/slash/hockey, five bucks or more, awesome. All kinds of cool prizes if you go more than that. It's it's not a lot. It's like one cappuccino, but it really does a lot for us. And and um, you have no idea how much. And if you can't subscribe, that's fine. Just keep. You can go a, do a dollar or more. You can go 25 cents. You can do whatever you want. Just um, give something if you can. If you can't do anything, the best thing you can do is tell people to watch the show and subscribe to the show. We really appreciate that, too. And if you can send out my prizes. They're out. Russ has sent away some cool prizes. If you, if you can do it, that's great. Um, if you can't, just keep watching until you can or, you know, whatever. Maybe you'll, get, maybe you'll get so knowledgeable from watching this hockey show that you'll get a job in hockey and be able to be able to support our show. You never know. It's possible. Uh, you know that that would be counterintuitive. Anyway, um, all right. So let's start here with um, there's a lot been, there's a lot been going on with Great Britain in the past few weeks. Um, for those of you who are paying attention at home, it's uh, we talked a lot about Great Britain. You're we right. have talked a lot about Great Britain, not necessarily on the show, but with um with the Brexit, which seemed like a horrible idea at the time, and only felt worse after it happened. Um, is beyond that. Um, we've seen now that Great Britain has not only decided to leave the European Union, but enter the KHL. <laughs> so, so um, here they are. Um, so now, yes, yeah, so there's a breaking news story going on right now. The KHL and Great Britain have come to terms to their expansion to the UK. Hearing teams will be based in London. This is from Alvis Kalinis on Twitter. Alvis Kalinis, yeah, sorry, Kalinis, on Twitter. Um, we just mentioned a couple days ago, Brett, that... Brett. <laughs> Brexit? You're going on Brexit? Brexit Cohen? This is working on a song with my guitar player, Brett. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, Russ, we just mentioned a couple days ago where Great Britain was ranked in the whole scheme of things, you know, in yes. the world hockey. And you mentioned that they were in the 20s, I think. Or, yeah, somewhere in that range. Right, so um, there is uh, there are hockey fans in Great Britain, obviously, um, you know, and a lot of Americans there, too. Um, although they may be fleeing as we speak, but there are a lot of people there. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on the KHL going to Great Britain? I mean, 
you know, Britain's been playing hockey for a long time. If you remember, Theo Fleury went over there, and I, th- I want to say he racked up something like 200 or more penalty minutes in a short <laughs> amount of time. Nice. So there is a love for hockey there. I don't know how great because I've never been there, but but people certainly like it. It's been there long enough that I think they can get at least close to their average crowd, which we said somewhere around 7,000. And so I think, hey, why not? Give it a shot. See what you've got. I mean, it's working for football, but the only thing for football is it's just a couple of games a year. The thing, the, the, the grind about hockey is, you know, you're gonna, it's going to be for more than a couple of games. And so now you have to see if you can get an actual audience. But I think it's a fun challenge. It yeah, is. Like, Theo Fleury had 270 minutes with the yeah. Elfmass Giants of yeah. the wow. IHL in his last season. <clears throat> well, that's a lot of taxation without representation there. Um, yeah. You've seen no, Hamilton I'm, one too many times, Zach. No, I know. Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, Great Britain did also, actually, if you remember right, um, I want to say that they won a gold medal in the Olympics for hockey. Yeah, they did. In 1936. Yep. How about that for opponents out of the top of my head and, and Wikipedia? Um, so yeah, so that was yeah they won um, they won a gold medal then in 1936. This is um, you know what's interesting is this comes on the heels of rush of the KHL also making more um, upward movement about China. So what right. I think is happening here is in, with the KHL is it's having issues. KHL is definitely in trouble. They're they're forcing expansion. This is so obviously it's like the opposite of what the NHL's done for expansion. Right? The NHL's like we have to be in the best possible shape to expand. The KHL must be in the worst possible shape to expand. I, I use the example of the USFL. Right. Is that, you did. You know, they, Which is always a fun example to use. Right, but the, but I mean the thing is is that they expanded. They 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 shifted to a fall schedule to compete with the with the NFL. Now that and ultimately you know was a failure. Uh, even though they won the lawsuit. I mean, I think the KHL is sort of being proactive because there's been talk, and I don't know how serious it's been about, you know, the NHL eventually, like, expanding to Europe. I don't think that there's an appetite for that right now. Um, but this, you know, they're they're putting a foothold because, remember, they expanded outside of Russia. They expanded to the Czech Republic. They expanded to the Baltic states. Now they're expanding to China. Now they're putting a footprint in, in England. I mean, what's right. next? Germany, France... Sweet, I and mean, they've already gone to Finland with Jokerit, so right. they're they're establishing a you know a, a European consortium when it comes to hockey, and that would sort of block off the NHL possibly if they if they have designs. That's on what I think this plan's about. I, I think you're right onto something, Mike. There, I think you are. And first of all, USFL, go Stars. I was a season ticket holder, Chuck Fusina, all the way. Um, <laughs> was it Reggie White on that team? Uh, Chuck Fusina, yeah. yeah. Scott Fitzky, remember these guys? Kelvin Bryant and Herschel Walker, remember? I mean, they, they had some interesting, they had some really interesting players. Um, and for those of you who don't remember, the Stars logo was one of the best in all of sports. It was really awesome. Here it is. Here it is right there. You can see there it is. The Philadelphia Stars. How about that? Yeah, but when you were doing that, I was in Houston, and so I was watching the Houston Gamblers. Yeah. And you know the Baltimore Breakers, one of the best uniforms of all time. Or the Boston Breakers, they were the Boston Breakers, right? Was that the aqua blue one? It was oh really yeah, no, I gotta show you the Boston Breakers. We'll, we'll yeah, go right back to this. Funny thing, the funny thing is, is that the New Jersey Generals, owned by unfortunately Donald Trump, um, they had <laughs> Jim, right. yeah, they had Jim Kelly and Doug Flutie as their quarterbacks. So you had two well, future Buffalo Bills quarterbacks and Mitchell Walker. Yeah, so. Actually, wow. Walker was very happy that Trump owned that team because he signed them to a personal services contract 
So, of course, when the team went belly up like every other Trump business, Herschel walked <laughs> for a lot of years. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, nice mixing of sports and Welcome to the hockey here, the summer where everything goes. Um, that's awesome. I want to show you something. This is awesome, too. I'm just going to pass this by because I always think – I thought this is one of the best – Uniforms of all time. Don't tell anybody, whoever donated. The breakers, remember these guys? So this is like, let me see if I can get this to focus in on this. Come on, focus there. You got it. Uh, oh, come on. Anyway, it's too much white, I guess, but there you go. Oh, I can see it now. Yeah, remember that helmet? It was so, that helmet was so awesome. It was this big swooshy helmet. I like the swooshiness of it. This was a great, 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 great team. I like the USFL. I went to all the games. I was there when they won the championship. I walked, I went onto the Veterans Stadium turf and ran around with about 150 other people. <laughs> We're at the game. <laughs> That's awesome. There really were. It was a championship game, and they really, really they they let they they invited you to go onto the field because they wanted to make it look like a big deal. Right. So we're like, okay, here's the, instead of just people like jumping over the field like normally would happen, they were like, come on, here's a here's a way, come right here. So we, I walked on the field. It was the first time in my life I was ever on astroturf. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. There's there's the big difference between the NFL and the USFL. The USFL they invite you on the field. The NFL, if you go on the field, you get arrested. Or you get a clothesline. Um, right, right. There you go. So this is um, uh, this is so getting back bucks. to hold on, hold on. Night. So if anybody donates ten bucks, not only will you get the show after, you'll get a Martin Jones rookie card. Martin Jones rookie card, not bad, guys. Not bad. Martin not Jones bad. is a big time. Going up in value. This time going in value. Um, if you can, if you dedicate a thousand dollars to the show, okay, I will give you the the mallet. And the bell that starts the show. I'll send it to you for one thousand dollars. I will send you the mallet and the bell. And if you donate over twenty-five dollars, I will give you this this priceless Connor McDavid uh, Team Canada card. Nice. And a and a one month promise not to do sound effects. <laughs> oh, you can't make those kind of promises. Um, Anyway, yeah, no, that's good. So moving on to um, others. No, I want to finishing this thought for a second. You yes. know what this does remind me of a little bit? It reminds me of the WHL um, years ago, right? When the U the KHL is looking to see what the NHL would do next, and they're trying to do it ahead of them. Yes. And by doing that, perhaps the KHL is getting is somehow getting into a concept of maybe the of the NHL buying them. Does anybody think that or, or, or merging with them? That was the thought I had the other day. Like, I don't think that NHL is going to do that because the NHL has shown how you know they're not even going to go to Quebec yet. They're really that conservative. But if yeah, they, they kind of are setting themselves up to like a to to make making themselves more of a not Russia but whole Europe thing and Eurasia even. So maybe they're looking to try to create some kind of. If, if maybe the KHL sells the you know the English well, teams or whatever to the NHL, maybe that's what they're thinking in their heads. Well, I mean, okay, I and mean, this is just you know, it's the Continental Hockey League. You know what I'm saying? It's not right. the Russian Hockey League. Right. It's right. the Continental Hockey League. So they're truly trying to be continental here by you know moving into the Czech Republic, moving into Finland, now moving into England. I'm sure you know, you'll probably have a team eventually in Berlin or. You know, maybe Warsaw, Poland, or Vienna, Austria. I mean, or Switzerland. You could, you know, they could expand and have one team in in each country, and that would, you know, that would. I mean, because there are there are there are franchises we know that the there were they reduced in size by four teams in Russia. Right. And I think one was in I think one was in Slovakia. So yeah. there is sort of a shifting around of these teams. 
And well, if you remember the WHL when it came into the NHL, right? Came in, they were there were like sixteen teams in WHL, but only four of them came into the NHL. Right, right. right. Hartford. I don't think, I don't think the KHL is going to do a lot of business with the NHL. Even at the very end, I don't think it's going to happen. I just think they are trying to prove a point that hey, we can do this here. I think that's that's they're just trying to stay a step ahead. And uh, I think this is the, yeah, go and, ahead. Sorry, and this is not good news for the NHL in another respect. More KHL teams means more players locked up on KHL contracts. The NHL has to respect the KHL contracts. They have, you know, it's not a legal agreement, but it's an agreement in principle that, you know, it, like a guy like Nikita Zaitsev, they, the Leafs may have wanted to sign him last year. He had a year left in his KHL contract. NHL teams are respecting the KHL deals, or they have to buy out the buy out the contract. So more pro contracts for the KHL means less choice for NHL teams uh, in terms of players that they can bring over. Wow, I like it. I like that idea. There's possible. I mean, these are these are interesting, interesting concepts. I, I think we'll see something. I wouldn't be shocked to see something, though, down the line with them. I mean, even though I know the NHL doesn't want to completely merge with the KHL, the NHL is keeping a good eye on this. Trust you know they're keeping a good eye on how this is going. They're keeping a good eye on China. They're keeping a good eye on England. So yeah, so um, there's something. Now here's something that's interesting. I want to throw this up to you up guys. Up to you, up to you guys. Um, the Apparently, <laughs> apparently Johnny Gaudreau is a Pokemon Go fan. All right, so oh, Jesus. Okay, so here we go. So he, um, this is Kevin Hayes' Twitter, and it has a. Uh, he tweets out, "Get a life at Johnny Gaudreau." And this is basically a text Johnny message between the two of them now. I guess I get. And what's funny about this to me is, um, is is the, even the conversation before the Pokemon thing, which is like, okay, so Gaudreau probably said, "What are you doing?" And Kevin Hayes says, "I'm driving to a place now, or driving to place now." And it's like, nice. Let's meet for lunch. And then Johnny Gaudreau saying, "Okay," and been catching Pokemons all morning, walking around campus and stuff for <laughs> three hours. Yeah, so there you have it. I, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Well, I sent I sent a video to uh, to Russ uh, in in Buffalo. There is a rather famous cemetery in the middle of town called Forest Lawn, where a U.S. president's buried there, and the people who oversee the cemetery have basically told anybody looking for Pokemons to not come in the cemetery because they're walking all right. over grave sites. You know, it's a place to be respected. I mean, it, I, I have no problem with having fun i have no problem with you know exploring getting some exercise but this is a, this is getting i mean okay i'm statler and waldorf thank you very much but this is getting ridiculous no right. i mean that part of it the idiocy part is bad and it's funny cuz i'm hearing all different things well it's the it's the parents fault well it's the you know this fault and it's like wait a minute if the kid is outside the kid does have to take some responsibility for themselves and then the parents for the kid and it's not like he's a harvard graduate or anything, or anything. <laughs> But it, no, I don't mean Johnny or anybody like that. But I just mean if you're gonna walk on a gravesite to get to a Pokemon, then a either oh yeah, I mean you gotta have some kind of comments. I know I agree completely. That's a mess. I mean, it is really a mess. I, I totally, totally agree. I, I mean, there's certain things that are. I mean, my my son though is and and my wife have have been walking like miles and miles a day, which is really cool. You know, I think that's that kind of stuff is amazing. Yeah, I, while they while I've been dying in the backyard trying to put a rink in, they're out there gallivanting around the, trying to catch you know Charmander. That's very um, sad for you. It is very sad for me, but I appreciate that. 
Um, here's something I wanted to do, and someone suggested this. I like this idea for the Hockey Buzzcast for the next 99 shows. All right, so we're going to do this. <laughs> At the end of the show today, we're going to do it, but it, and I just want to throw it against you guys. And we, we can try it, and if you guys don't like it, we don't have to do it. But my idea is this. Um, and I was going to bring it up at our at our at our you know annual hockey buzzcast meeting that we're going to have on Monday, but I'm going to bring it up now first. Is, is it the NHL expansion simulator? No, 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 no. It's not. It's it's greatest. It's it's called the goat. Okay, greatest of all time, which stands for greatest of all time, right? But right. my my thing is to do this to do this by number, starting with the number one and going up to 99, and just doing it every show and having each of us you know propose who they think would be the who the best number one is of all time. Okay. So, and this way we can just go from show, at the end of each show we can do something like this. It'll be kind of fun, I think. That's a fun way of doing it, and we and we'll come up with our all-time team of the best numbers of all time. So, okay. we'll start this on Monday, and if any so and and all that, we won't have to do it today. But just so if you're out there and you have any, you have anything you'd like to vote on, this is another way you can kind of communicate with us. Go to Hockey Buzz, go to this blog, or you can um go to the blog below. You can comment there, or you can email me at Eklund at HockeyBuzz.com and put the number one as your subject. All right, and give me your greatest number one of all time, or another number if you want to. But we're going to start with number one, and then next week we'll obviously do number one through five. And there ha and every number has been worn in the NHL. I checked this out. Um, there's one number that's only been worn once. Oh. <laughs> this is really interesting. And I think I know what number that is. Which one is it? I think it's 69. Nope. Nope, I think it's double zero. Well, that's yeah. That's actually we didn't. Yeah, we're not even doing that one. But there is only. I think that has, I think that has only been done once by Marty Biron, right? Why don't we yeah. do? We'll do that as the as the bonus one for today. We'll start with double zero as Marty Biron. He wins hey, that. He wins. He wins that. I don't. Not that I. I don't. Maybe there were other double zeros. I'm not although, sure. Although, so. if you're going to football, double O Kenny Burrow from the uh, Houston Oilers in the 1970s. That could be. That oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's others. I'm waiting for someone to go. For number one, I'm already really conflicted. Like this is. Oh yeah, this is a tough number. I'm really conflicted. I think I got mine, but I'll I'll wait till Monday. What I think we should do is I'll put it out there on the Buzzcast. We'll debate it, and then in my next blog the next day, I will or or my blog that day. What I'll do is I'll put a poll out, so I'll give people um, I'll, I'll get people to you know no. What we'll do is this. Here's what we'll do. We'll put out our we'll put out our candidates. Right, and I'll put that as a poll the next day. So it'll be the candidates that we put out, the three candidates or four or five, whoever's on the show, and we'll put that in a poll and have people vote on it and see who they think. But number one is really, really tough. Um, you know, he, I, I, he was really. Uh, I mean, there's so many, there's so many good ones. I think it's pretty obvious, but it's well, not. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's gonna, it's, it's a goal, it's a goaltender number, so it's gonna be. Who's the best goalie who wore number one? Right. Right, that's got to be it, right? So that's what it comes down to. The number that's only been worn once is number 73. Can someone name who wore that number? Can you give me a hint? No, you have to wait for 73 shows. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Why do I think it was Tyler Toffoli? Nope. Okay. 73 year. shows from now, we'll tell you who it was. So stay tuned. That's the big teaser. I'll find that out beforehand. <laughs> Everybody out there will too, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you because that's just the kind of guy I am. All right. Somebody, uh, somebody wore 37 and flipped it the other way because the, it was taken. It may have been, but this was the last number that was. That I, I heard this the other day, and, it, and I did some research, and it turns out to be true. This is the last number, and it wasn't long ago. This is the last number that was worn by a player. Um, all right, so let's get back to regular news. Jamie Ben. Surgery on Thursday to repair a core muscle injury. I hate those. Hate 
when I hurt my core muscle. All right, so let's think about this for a minute. He had last year he had both hips. Right. Now he's had a core muscle. That's a lot of work done on a guy in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. It is. And this recovery time is six weeks. You know, and this and the kind of and Jamie Ben doesn't exactly play soft hockey. You know, he's he's out there. He's hitting, throwing, he's throwing his weight right. He's no Phil Kessel. He's not like a ten hit guy. So he's out there, you know, throwing things around. But and his recovery time is six weeks, which does put him right up against the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah. Um, well, the the weird thing is, is that Ben is going into his walk year. Um, he's a UFA at the end of last, at, at the end of next season, and that's something that, I mean, he may want to get this situation cleared up and be a hundred percent because he wants to put up big numbers so he can you know, get a big contract. Now, I mean, you would think that a player is as important as Ben that Dallas would want to lock him up, you know, because him and Sagan, I mean, that's a that's a duo that's a very, a very you know, solid duo that's the center of that team, you know, the core of that team. But it's, it's a little interesting that they haven't gotten him signed yet, and maybe there's a little hardball going on here, but, you know, maybe... It could be. I mean, yeah, I, it's, yeah I, I, it, but I think that, to me, I, I think this is more along the lines of of just Dallas's situation, right? And and the way, and Neil is not the kind of GM that panics. You know, he's he's gonna he's he knows he can do it. He thinks he can do it. I, and I think that everybody kind of. <laughs> All right, guys. There's another person who wore that number besides that. That's the funny thing about but it. But I was right, and you dismissed me. All right, Toffoli did wear 73, but there's another number, and I think I I think I got that play. There's another number that said I'm that I'm thinking of. So I'll get this together. What was I saying? What were we talking ben. about? Jamie Ben. Thank you. Yeah, so Jamie Ben, you know, he's going to be back. He loves it there. I mean, he wants to play there. So I think that I'm not really too concerned about the the. The selling of his contract. I think the big thing is this: is he's got to get healthy, and I think he probably should opt out to not play for Team Canada. I mean, I think he that really would be. Play. Well, you know, I, I don't mean, think he'll play either. The I mean, the question is, how many? Like we've been wondering since the end of last season about Carey Price. Yeah, I mean, he how, sounds like he's playing. I know, but how important is the World Cup to these players compared to how important it is for their own team? The teams are paying them money. Oh, I know, and it's, it's, I, I've said many times that if I was the Montreal Canadiens owner, I would not let Carey Price play in this tournament. I just wouldn't. I would say, listen, I would say, I don't mean to be a jerk. For whatever reason, it's pretty important to him. But I also would say this. I think it's less likely a goalie gets hurt than a position player. Yeah. Yeah, but, but we're talking about a knee. So it doesn't, it doesn't. We're not talking about collisions. We're talking about him making a right. We're right talking about player. speed too. Like this is going to be a very fast tournament. This is going to be like the speed of this for goalies like Carey Price. This the, the, the injuries are possible. And, and it, I have to say, it's a little late in the game for Ben to get this surgery. I mean, unless he heard it during workouts. I mean, they've been out of, you know, the playoffs since what May. That's true. So it's you're talking six, seven weeks after the end of his regular season, and he's only getting he waited a little bit long. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's address that for just a minute, though, because that has become a trend in sports. Like we used to always see a guy get operated on the minute the season ended. That is no longer the trend, and we all seem to complain about it. But it does seem to work out. But it does seem like a lot of times players now maybe are opting to see what happens before they go under the knife to see if a situation will correct itself, and maybe that's why they take more time, because I'm right. seeing this happen more and more. 
Well, it's Russ, true. I mean, you you know this you know this because of um, you know because you you're a football fan too. Bruce Smith used to get his surgeries a week before training camp. Why? Because he hated training camp. He didn't want to go sweat in uh, Fredonia in 95 degree heat. He got his like, oh, he needs, you know, he has an arthroscopic <laughs> knee surgery. He'll be out the rest of training camp. That's always really funny. Did, he always did it just to avoid training camp. I don't or, think you see that with hockey players, but that is pretty funny. And I'm not saying that's what Ben is doing, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, that, that's a, that's a funny trend. I, I, I've I've heard that with a couple. A couple of pro football players, not just him. I think that's 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 been around there for a while. Um, I think that it will be interesting, of course, to bring up the debate now: who's going to make the team with Jamie Ben off the team? Um, that's going to add another spot, you know. Um, and so I think, and I, but it does sound like Carey Price is going to play. I don't, you know. You know, but there's a bigger elephant in the room. The bigger elephant in the room is the Team USA one because Ryan Callahan most likely will not be able to play. Yep. Yes, and, and and it does still seem like Phil Kessel is not in the running. No, and Phil Kessel isn't in the running. No, nope. at this point, I I would I would be shocked if Phil Kessel was chosen because the one reason why he was not chosen in the first place is still present, and that's John Tortorella. No, I would be but shocked. Not, if he, I would I I am going to go out there. We will have a little gamble on this that that Phil Kessel will be chosen. I talked to somebody about this. I think okay. it will happen, but should be. But I mean, should, I agree. Yeah, if it doesn't happen, then Tortorella has way too much power. He should. He should be. But I, you know, and if, if whoever you talk to said that that's the case, okay. But, but here's the question: Does Phil Kessel's going to get asked? But at this point, what does he say to them? Like that's the other thing. You know, if I'm Phil Kessel, I'm not like jumping on jumping around hoops to them to make this happen because he's got know, some fishing. He's got fishing to do. Right. I mean, he's a, you know, he'd he'd be perfectly within his right to say, you know, sorry guys, but I made other plans because you didn't invite me to this. Yeah. You know, so that would be interesting if he did that. How the response would be about that? Well, he probably would not be not be chosen for another USA Hockey situation down the road. I mean, if there's true, I mean, you this know, this from David Booth in a, in a, in a related topic. Is it bad that I still have nightmares about torts? <laughs> David Booth <laughs> tweeted out. I thought this was hilarious. Was that when when he was in Vancouver? I guess. No, this was just yeah. I just just tweeted out yesterday. He tweeted but he this out. in Vancouver, um, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, it's pretty funny. No, nah, David Booth is a really good guy, and actually, you know, it's a shame that David Booth had so many injuries because he really, he was when I went. I still, I still swear to this that when I went to see the um, team practice before they went to Vancouver, the Team USA, he was the best sniper on Team USA in that in that practice in those practices. He he, it literally had the he just was the most natural goal scorer. Always got hurt, and he was a hard worker. I remember seeing him after some Flyers games, and he'd be working out for like 15, 20 minutes after a game, and sometimes you couldn't even interview him because he was working out. So it was never because he didn't want to try and stay in shape. He just had unlucky injuries because he had a ton of talent. And then when, yeah. he, came back, and then when he came back with Toronto uh, a couple years ago, um, he really didn't do anything until after the trade deadline and then scored a few goals, and people right. thought they might bring him back. And I don't know if he got a bite with anybody after that, so... No, I don't think he did. Um, it's a shame because he really, I mean, he did, he did have great hands. He, he was a great scorer. Um, the hotline. Can everybody name who, and anybody name who was on the hotline and what team it was on? Do you remember? The hotline. The hotline. Um, it's going to be the inaugural, to be the inaugural inductees to the Winnipeg Jets Hall of Fame. So this is coming up soon. 
So these Winnipeg Jets players from the hotline. See, now, I don't know, was, was, was that, was that Hole, Hole Nielsen and Hedberg? I mean, there you go, Hole Nielsen and Hedberg, yep. I don't remember that nickname for him, but okay. Hot, you know, I guess, I don't know how they got hot out of that. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm trying to figure it out. That's what it was called, the hotline. And, it, okay. and So I guess it's kind of cool the Jets are doing this. What's kind of neat about this is that the Jets, obviously the franchise itself that should be doing this is, is in is in Arizona, right? So this is the this is but this Winnipeg Jets kind of continuing the Winnipeg Jets tradition, which I think is good that they're doing that. You know, I was a lot of people were curious whether or not they would do that. Like they, I just saw a picture on social media the other day because Alton Nielsen does a lot on social media, and him and Hull were eating lunch together. Those guys stay in touch. That line is that tight even to this day. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, I mean, remember Hedberg and Nielsen were just astonishingly good. I mean, they were they were shockingly good. Yeah, Nielsen just, you know, his injuries would kill him. I mean, and not talking about the pot band one, just talking about in general, he just had too many injuries, but he was so talented. Right. No, they, he was ridiculous. Was, was that the origination of the pot band sucks chant? Yep. Okay. That's what and I he doesn't blame him. Nielsen doesn't blame pot band. Now, this bothered me here. I want to show you this. Um, the Rangers put out this tweet yesterday. And you know, I'm usually not a problem with um with Rangers, but you know, in general. But this was uh this was something. They put out this as their ninetieth anniversary patch is being sewn on, and this is how they put it on there. So you can see it. Eh, it's the slow reveal. Okay. It's pretty good. Actually I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it against them because you know what happened here? When I when I loaded this up first, I just saw the first part of it like this and I didn't know it was a movie. So I'm sorry, I thought they were just doing a teaser hidden okay. thing. The only thing I would say is how many anniversary patches? What do you mean, how many anniversary patches? I mean, they just well, do too many. They've had too oh, many. Yeah, you're saying that 90 is not like a year you should celebrate. 75th anniversary, 80th anniversary, right. 90th. It's like, geez, okay. You know, like, What's strange is that you know this is a really weird year to do it in a way because of the fact that there's all these 50th anniversaries happening and the 100th anniversary in Toronto. So, yeah, I kind of agree. There's seven other teams celebrating either 50th or 100th. Right. Yeah. So and, maybe and they the, should have. And, and, and not the maybe the best year to do it. And the thing is, it's like, I mean, after the centennial celebration for the Leafs and the 100th anniversary and the recognition, there's not going to be another one of these for probably 25 years. They're not going to celebrate the 105th anniversary or the 110th anniversary. I mean, they'll men maybe they'll mention it in press statements, but I don't think there's going to be, like, uh, patches on their on their shoulders. So Here's something that's fun to do. And I know we were going to talk hockey movies today, but I have I think we could do we that. We have to do it. No, no, no. We have to do it. All right, we're doing okay. We'll do this a different time then. Go ahead. Let's talk hockey movies then. I'm all for it. I got I got mine. So go ahead, Russ. You start. All right, I'm going to go with a weird one because it's not necessarily my favorite, but it had something in it that was very great, and it was the movie called Face Off. It's a Canadian one. It was made over forty something years ago, and last year or the year before, a friend of mine put it back out in DVD, and it's like literally got bad '70s background music, but you do see some things that are pretty cool. You see a young Bobby Orr. Well, not a young one, but you see, you know, Bobby Orr in there that's in the middle of his career. Uh, Derek Sanderson, Jacques Plante. You do see the Leafs coach, John Vernon. Oh, John Vernon, the actor. The actor. You mean Dean Warmer. Dean Warmer from Animal House. Coach, yes, thank you. Wow, okay. Well, he's a Canadian actor, so there you go. Um, Bobby Hull was in there. But the best part of this movie was they had an SCTV parody of this movie. And that was included. And so oh, really? Yeah, you see John Candy playing for the Toronto Bay Leaves. You How see about the trailer? I got the trailer. You want to watch the trailer? Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Um, Dave Thomas 
the, the Toronto Bay Leaves. I like that. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's the trailer for Face Off the movie coming up now. Here we go. Hopefully, no commercials are running. It looks thrilling. <laughs> okay. This is Mystery Science Theater written all over it. Yeah, please. Just <laughs> but that's why I'm saying the, if you get the DVD, the SCTV, or just look up the SCTV parody with Rick Moranis, Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, SC, SCTV did a lot of like Maple Leaf humor. They, they I, I think it was ba I think it was John Candy who did it was he dressed up as Harold Ballard a couple times. So yeah, you can shut this off now. <laughs> he actually in the in the um in the parody sings O Canada. No way. Hold yes. on. All right, I'm gonna find that. Well, okay. this is awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is really like to me. This was the gold. This is the gold. Okay, yeah. Now that that's that's a good one. All right, so we'll start with that one. I'll try in the parody as we're going here, but that's something. Wow. Well, okay, because I, I wasn't sure what the what the structure of what we're going to doing best or worst, but I I shared this one with Russ the one time, and I think you know it's there are movies about movies about hockey, and there are movies that have hockey as part of the movie. And this movie is a really bad, schmaltzy, romantic drama called Ice Castles with uh, a, oh, a, yeah. form, a former, I think she's a former Olympic skater named Lynn Holly Johnson. Yeah. And, and, and the, the noted, the noted uh, thespian Robbie Benson. Who did another did another did a basketball movie a few years before a few years later called I think it was called One on One where he was, was that like, was a good movie actually that was a good movie he was like a highly recruited uh, player and uh, college you know, player college player and then, you know the trials and tribulations of him but you know I, I think Robbie Benson's like five foot four now so for like, Ice Castle she was blind right yeah, for this is the thing okay for yeah. Ice Castles she was a a figure skater going on on the track for the Olympics. Uh, he was a hockey player for the Minnesota North Stars. And right. have you ever seen Robbie Benson? Robbie Benson's like, again, he's like five. This famous four. theme. Yeah, it's just, it's just the <laughs> ultimate in schmaltz. Yeah. It, it really is. And the thing is, she has, she has an accident where she uh, falls into like a table or something like that uh, and hits her head and she... Okay, please. Can Sorry. I? <laughs> Sorry, it's one of the first um first things I ever learned on piano, believe it or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so anyway, Robbie Benson's this hockey player, and I mean, there's no there's no league in the world that Robbie Benson is going to play. And they're saying he's playing in the NHL. Then and then he basically he quits to help his black, blind ex girlfriend make her Olympic comeback. Blind. Do you think Robbie Benson did the skating scenes? That's the question. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I you know, I, I can't really tell. I mean, okay. Well, yeah, because but, remember I told us about that movie Idol of the Crowds where John Wayne did it, and clearly he didn't do any of the skating scenes. He he basically put on skates and would take like three steps, and they would do a cut scene, and they would never ever really show him trying to skate. Right. Yeah, they had Frank Mahovlich playing him or something like that. Oh man. Yeah. 
That's but, a great one. Yes, ice castles. Tom Skerritt as her as her dad. You know, like just it was just so so bad. It was, it was bad. So I've got two, and we got to go. You got to go because we got to do our other show at two o'clock. So if you're going to check that out, def, um, we'll be starting up very shortly. It's um, Patreon.com/slash/hockey. If you're if you subscribe for more than five dollars a month, we're going to be talking a lot of rumors and stuff like that in the second half. <laughs> Stop that. Um, the two I have to do first. The two I wanted to bring up. I'm just bring up the first one really fast. Is Young Blood is my favorite all, all time. Ah, I mean, that's it's you're like good ones. That's what? like that's Rob Lowe. Um, but the one, the one good thing about Youngblood is that it had NHL players in it. Rick Tockett was in it. Yep. Yeah. Peter Zezel um, was in it. Peter, the late Peter Zezel was in it. I think yeah. Steve Thomas was in it. Yeah, I mean they were. I mean they're beyond. And of course, Miracles the number one all time in yeah, my Miracle's book. Fantastic. But we all Miracle's know that. Miracles fantastic. But Youngblood was great. And the other thing I really, <laughs> really have to watch well, yeah, out. Swayze was the uh, enforcer, right? Yes, Patrick Swayze was the enforcer. No, Young Blood, well, yeah, no, he was more of the veteran guy. I mean, right, he was, he was yeah. like an enforcer too. He was. He was like an enforcer. Um, the uh, the great scene in there, you know, where um, where she, where she says where she says it's just a game to uh, her her um to to the like the, the girlfriend says it's just a game. Cynthia Gibb, don't right? Believe Cynthia Gibb, too, beautiful Cynthia. in that movie. She's beautiful in that movie. Um, hey, she still looks good. She's on Facebook. Okay, there you go. So, what? <laughs> She says that to him, and he's like, "What do you mean? It's just a game." That's that's become a like a running gag in my house for the last twenty years. Like, I mean, with my wife and I, since we started dating, it was one of the first movies I showed her when we started dating. This whole just a game. So whenever I whenever I get upset about a hockey game or anything like that, or talk about a hockey game, she would go, "It's just a game." And everybody knows the trivia: who the goaltender was on the Young Blood team. I don't remember. I don't know it. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. The other thing is this, and then we got to go. Um, look up the Kids in the Hall hockey game pickup. All right, just just right. Google this hockey game pickup. The Kids in the Hall. This is the. You're not going to take me to a Leafs game, are you? <laughs> this that's where that that's where that line comes from. Yeah. And it's sorry, amazing. Sorry, the best hockey movie will is and will always be Slapshot. Of course. Yeah, I mean Slapshot. I I, I think Miracles up there. Miracle um, is up there. I mean, they're, they're definitely in a different genre. The, the funny thing I'll say about Slapshot is I saw it when it first came out, and I remember my parents, my dad was like, why are you going to go see this? There's no way Paul Newman's going to be good in this. <laughs> and, and really, there was no buzz for this movie. Zero no. buzz. Mystic Alaska, that's another one. No, Mystic Mystery Alaska. Alaska. Mystery Alaska. The that's only thing awesome. Mystery Alaska proved was that the Rangers will always lose in a big game. <laughs> Oh, remember without the buzz, it's just hockey. Awesome stuff. We'll see you guys on Monday. Talk to you soon. See you on the next show if you're at patreon.com slash hockey. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.